0: This episode of easier said than done is brought to you by ice cream for dogs in your face lactose intolerant people Now let's start the show Hello everyone, welcome to Easier Said Than Done. My name is Owen Dunn. This week my guest is Taylor Game. Taylor produced a short film titled Coming Out that has recently been accepted into the Crossroads Film Festival. Hey Grandpa, it's good to see you aren't dead yet. You mean this isn't hell? (laughs) Hey hurry up and die so I can have my room back. You know you're adopted, right? Nice. Not only does he make films, but Taylor has also performed a TED Talks, which has made Arrested Development's Tony Hale a fan.
1: I'm truly grateful for the honor of being up here today, but I have to admit, this is how I like it. Being in the spotlight, <laughs> so I can tell others who aren't in the spotlight that being in the spotlight doesn't really matter.
0: <laughs> what I personally know him from is stand-up comedy. Are you
1: messing with me, Whole Foods? <laughs> Like, I know that I don't fit in at Whole Foods. Like, I already know that, right? I look around and everyone's so healthy and so fit, and I'm, like, obviously just there to steal snack food.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? There's people
1: walking around with, like, a Ziploc bag full of grass clippings,
0: like, (laughs) Oh, man. I'm so smug and healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. But for a man like Taylor, being good at stand-up comedy just isn't enough. It's the process, you know, like I have like an incredible respect now
1: for standup comics and especially everybody in the scene. Uh, but for me like it's not like the end of the it's not like the end of the line. Like my ultimate goal isn't to do stand up. In fact I haven't even really done any stand up since my TED talk like six five, six months ago. See um, that's
0: that's what I'm having trouble with, is that all I wanted to do was stand up. Mm-hmm. and then I went to LA and I'm like, I need to do more shit. Than just stand up. Like what? Would just diversify? Yeah, I'd just be good at a lot of different things. Like I'm not even saying I'm necessarily good at stand up, but I'd like. I think yeah. I'm decent enough. i I can. I can handle business there. And now I'd like to. To there's there's an end game I'd like to reach, and I think that. Um, that all my, uh, all my awesome YouTube videos that. <laughs> That <laughs> you should go check out. Uh, Where would important.
1: I uh, see those videos if I was looking? Uh, you know, up, is there like a URL? There's like
0: a, I think there's like a website. It's like uh, I don't know. I, for, I forget what it is off the top of my head. But no, I think it's Owen. Oh, what is it? It's, uh, it's something like easier said than done. I don't know yep. something like something really old. rolls off the tongue. Yeah. It's not <laughs> TaylorGame. Not Taylor Game. <laughs> not Taylor Game. But that is a website. That Well, I guess now that you brought it up. That is a website. And you have uh, all your stuff on there, right? You did a... Uh, well, now your, that you brought up, yes. You did. did your TED Talks. I did. I did a but TED Talk. Is it TED, a TED Talk or TED Talks?
1: Uh, I believe it would be TED Talks in the plural if we were referring to all of the all talks. All of
0: them? But you did a I just Ted... did
1: one. You did one. <laughs> I didn't do all of them. I did a TED... I did a, I did a TED... I did a TEDx talk, too. Okay. Which is like the... Um, I like to think of it as the minor leagues for the the TED big show. Because the TED conference is, like, I think once or twice a year in California. Okay. And then the TEDx, there's, like, a ton of them. It's, like, a smaller kind of subsidiary. It's, like, sponsored but not managed by TED, if that makes sense. Okay. So, but it was, like, a huge honor. It was really cool.
0: uh, I did, like, a a Ned talk. Do what? (laughs) Like a Ned? Like a Ned talk? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I mean... When you told me that you were doing that, I was like, holy shit, like, because that's always a trouble with me, is talking in front of, because I've seen, honestly, I've seen maybe two, other than yours, I've seen maybe two TED Talks, and I I found them difficult Mm. to get through. Cool. Maybe because I'm just, I don't know. Were they longer ones? They seemed longer. Maybe maybe they weren't that long, but to me they seemed really long. It's probably easier when you know the person. It yeah that that probably helps too. Yeah, I don't know this person. Yeah. I, I want to hear what advice they have to give me, but uh, but yeah, yours is I out of the few, and, and what out I. Of know, the four you've seen. Out of the four I've seen. Being
1: the only person you knew of the And also see, The
0: only yeah.
1: What stood uh, out to you? What was your? I love asking that.
0: I I appreciate now to me what made it. a uh, what made me appreciate it more Is that You were telling jokes You were joking through the whole thing Which made it much more easy to take in Than some of the other ones Where they're just Literally, I mean, literally lecturing you
1: Droning on with Dron- information
0: Right Just all that useful information and I'm just like Ugh Get it out of here
1: I think that was probably, like, the, the the most serendipitous thing about doing stand-up is that I started doing stand-up on a whim. I just felt really drawn, like, I want to try this out, and then I got nominated. So the way that TED works is that you get nominated, you don't, like, asked to do it. So somebody had nominated me, and then I went in for an interview, and I said, they said, what would you like to talk on? And I said... I had like five ideas my main one was like, oh, I'm doing stand-up comedy right now and it's like a spiritual experience and I think I think pretty much everyone should have to do stand-up. Maybe it should be like a college course. They're like they all just looked at each other kind of weird and I was like, what I say and they're like, "We're not going to believe this, but we already have a stand-up comic and he's doing that exact TED talk already." <laughs> and I was like, "All right." So, <laughs> well, that's next idea. Yeah. So, they want they they actually were really interested. I had this uh, I had an art gallery at the time I had a show called Rehumanize and um, it was this really uh, it was really I I was really uh, proud of it. it it was like it was more of an experience than an art show like it wasn't for sale and it was about sexual objectification and so it would have like like, I had, like, I had, like, a picture of, like, a Victoria's Secret model, and it says something like, I'd rather be with my kids, and it's just, like, this kind of, like, it's called Rehumanize, and, mm-hmm. um, it was made, I made it for a gallery setting, and then I would just have groups come in from, like, colleges, and, um, just organization, just anybody that would come, we'd have huge shows, um, thousands of people, I showed it Free Press one year, Summerfest, mm-hmm. and, uh. It was just, like, this experience, and, like, I learned from doing that of, like, I mean, sexual objectification is, like, such a huge topic, and I think culture, a lot of times, uh, American culture, we're, like, very Western, like, very, like, left-right, like, yes-no, it's like very, uh, like, dichotomous thinking, like, um, it can be either-or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, it was, like, sexual objectification for me just, like, created such a, like, a tension of, like, I don't know. Like, just, like, wrestling with it and, like, being able to, like, be honest and, and, like, walk through it. And so, like, I, like, the whole point was, like, doing that for two years, I learned like, the value of not, like, lecturing, I guess, kind of what you're saying, like, right. to not be like, oh, I figured it out, here's what we do, yeah. you know? Because I think it's easy to get on either side of the bandwagon, like, with porn, be like, oh, I love porn, porn's amazing, and the other side is like, well, I think porn is evil, and, you know, people are like, well, I think if it's consenting adults, you can do whatever you want, and then other people are like, well, but we're, you know, we're, we're made for so much more, it's like, right. but it gets into this, like, right-wrong thing, yeah. and they're both valid, you know, opinions, I guess, and so doing that for so long, like, actually taught me how to like just sit in the discomfort and the mess of life. And um, and that's kind of where I, I, I learned the idea of like, if you wanna change the world, like if you wanna light the world on fire, you gotta light yourself on fire first. And so I learned like pretty quickly doing these events and, and talks and gatherings, and you can even call it, yeah gatherings at my gallery. Like I, I just like realized pretty quick that it was more about like me showing up and being present. And just like being honest, and like being able to like, I guess lead out of my own kind of like where I was really at. Like instead of like picking a side, being like, well, you know, like I'm married. I've been married for seven years, and I don't look at porn. But I objectify my wife. You know, instead of being like, yeah, well, porn is bad, and like yeah. you know, get on the bandwagon. It's just yeah. so, and it was cool too, because like you know, I wouldn't people, you know, organization would be like, we want you to come lecture. Can you lecture? And it was like. I like the idea in college they do, like, you know, let's do an hour lecture and then we'll do a Q&A afterwards. Like, I flipped it backwards. So I would do, like, a 10-minute intro to just kind of basically tell you what I just told you. Right. Just kind of set the stage. And then I would shut up and it would be kind of question and answer. But instead of, like, them questioning me answering, it would be, like, people being be, like, well, I think that if you, you know, being consenting, if, you're, if it's two consensual adults, they can do whatever they want. I'm, like, cool. Well, what, what do you think, Taylor? It's, like, <laughs> I think I want to hear more about what you think about that. Right. You know, like putting it back and... Um, kind of just taught me the value of like the present moment. Which back to stand up, that's like for me, stand up was like a spiritual experience. Like it's all about presence. Like if you're not present up there, you're you're screwed. Oh for sure.
0: No, then see that I wouldn't be able to go up there and just talk for twenty minutes. Mm-mm. It's gotten to the point where where I need this is even this is weird for me. Yeah. Because there's not I'm not getting that instant response. Yep. I'm just talking in this bay people may find this interesting right some people may not find it interesting but at least stand-up comedy i know where i stand <laughs> with the audience the audience is sitting there and i can see them smiling and laughing i go i'm doing a good job <laughs> i'm doing a good job I get it. and then and then you're doing a lecture or something and you're standing up there and you're talking and there's people staring at you like I don't know If this is effective Am I doing good? Yeah Am I doing good? I just put this On the internet And then people Like Nobody Comments or shit So I don't know What the fuck Isn't (laughs) it crazy? Yeah I'm like Somebody say something About this So I know And then I don't post it For like a couple weeks And they're like Hey where's the podcast? I'm like oh Well I guess somebody Someone's paying attention Yeah somebody cared about it Yeah thanks So Yeah I I totally get that That, And that's why, why I appreciate yours so much Is that it came it, it was a good uh, mixture of both where it wasn't like okay he's just joking around mm-hmm. or he's just lecturing us it was like r- it walked the line really well, well
1: was, to me too the concept of my talk was like deeply human um, like a friend and I don't know who probably, this is probably like a quote everyone knows but my, uh, like a friend and mentor of mine says that uh, the most personal is always the most universal mm-hmm. and it's the idea of like the more intimately like deeply you and like inward you are the more universally like connecting you become mm-hmm. yeah you know and i mean obviously doing stand-up you know that it's kind of like yeah i think i saw uh matthew broussard on carson daily mm-hmm. and i don't really know him at all mm-hmm. and i yeah i thought it was amazing actually i'll be honest i saw him and he did this bit on like Thinking, like, being like, you know, I kind of realized that I people think I'm an asshole. And so I started, to, like, play into it. Like, I am the, you know, the villain. I'm not going to do this bit. But yeah. And I was just like, huh. Like, it's like the amount of, like, this self awareness. And then he talked about it. He said, you know, like, observational humor is kind of dead or not dead. It's just like with Twitter, there's millions of people that are like, you know, you're like, have you ever noticed that? And then, like, a collective right. Twitter's like, yes, we noticed right. it. Right.
0: You know, it's or like. Or anything. Yeah, you can't even. Uh, a TV show's on, and you're like, "Oh, that's something funny." I think about this TV show, and then you'll post it, and be like, 50 other people thought the same fucking thing." You're like, "Well, I guess that's not right. not a joke after all, or yeah. it is a joke, but it's so easy." It's it's. I and think, you have to like dive in deep, right? You like you to, add the
1: observation from like your very specific, right. vulnerable point of view, and like, yeah, I mean, that was the thing. Like my whole talk was about inadequacy, so like. You can look cool and talk about inadequacy if you like. Be, if you're really smart and clever, but the only way you're going to connect with anybody is you talk about your own inadequacies. You know, so I talk about, you know, my inadequacies, and yeah. people loved it. And humor, I was able to use humor as like I saw it more as a the the artistic element, because I like with stand up, you're just trying to make people laugh. I get it, and you're not just like I. Like, I love Louis C.K. Like, he, like, his stuff just, to me, is, like, he's hilarious. But you, like, I leave that stuff, like, thinking. Yeah. Big time. Oh, for sure. And I think that's what everybody, like, aspires yeah. to. Absolutely. I mean, I guess that's the difference between, like, hack and... And that's interesting, too, because I'm proud of the stand-up stuff that I did more because of, like, the, the the discipline that it was for me. But, like, I'm aware that, like, not much of what I did was, like, earth-shattering Jokes. I mean, it was funny stuff. Like right. the two two bits I'm most proud of. Like I did a Whole Foods bit, and ultimately the center of it was about being feeling inadequate in Whole Foods, and I'm like really in tune with like inadequacy. Mm-hmm. So I basically like realized like that bit went really well, and Whole Foods like tweeted it. Yeah, I, yeah, saw, yeah, that. I, saw, yeah, that. I saw
0: that. I saw, yeah, I saw. Yeah, Whole Foods uh, tweeted you back, That's
1: and it true. felt really good. It felt really good, uh, and it was cool. But it's funny because I like realized like what, why, why did people connect with that? And then it like really hit me. Like I didn't even intentionally. Write it like that, and then I came back to it. And I was like, "Oh, because I'm being, like, honest about how I feel inadequate, and that's like very, that's like most personal, and that's why it's universal, you know," and, uh yeah. and yeah, the, the other I did I used, I did like a bit on like religion, and for me, I, like I had a lot of fun doing that. I did that at like the beta bracket competitions. Were we ever in the same? I don't. Day? Know. I don't think we were. I don't think so. I mean, I know we weren't in the same bracket. I don't think I ever saw you there that was fun though I mean like I said I
0: try try not to talk about the beta bracket too too much (laughs) well you're going to delete it out so let's try to make this like this yeah that whole segment doesn't even (laughs) (laughs) yeah I no that's and that's something I I struggle with I I feel like this podcast kind of helps me a little bit I think people kind of get to know me a little Mm -hmm. bit better through the podcast and like all this just through all the stuff that I put out it's it's a lot of content and I'm like well I don't know if necessarily if this is good I mean I I feel like when you listen to my stuff I hope that you get a better feeling of me yeah but I don't know if that that happens or not
1: I think that's part of like to me like the discipline of it is like if, if again like I'm an artist I've been an artist for 10 years like a professional you know career artist and for me like even 10 years later, like, I have a hard time accepting that it's about process and not product. Mm -hmm. And, like, you look at, like, John Mayer quoted, uh, I saw, he said something on Twitter the other day about, like, congratulations, you've succeeded and achieved everything you've ever wanted. Good luck being happy. You know, and it's this idea of, like, if you're focused on the product or maybe you could say if you're focused on, like, the end game or you're focused on, like, the achievement, like, it's not a big enough story, you know? And even for me, like, I've always been someone who just, like, goes 100 miles an hour into, like, everything. I, like, fly high and fast, and I've got ADD, like, crazy, and I'm just all over the place. And, but even, like, doing, like, stand-up, like, knowing it was about, like, the process for me, like, after doing the improv, like, two nights in a row, full full rooms, people laughing very hard at yeah. my stuff, I was kind of left, like, all right, well, I've done that, like, what's next? <laughs> like, doing, if you could give me that every night of the week. Yeah. For a month, uh, I, w- I don't know if I want it. Like, and that maybe is what separates me from guys who are like really committed to being stand-ups. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very open. Like I said, I very much respect stand-ups that do it full-time. Right. I realize that I have not put the time into the craft, so I don't claim to be necessarily you know like a stand-up. I'd say I'm just an artist. But I mean, that's I totally lost my train of thought, but I guess you get where i eyes going. It's pretty profound yeah. and stuff.
0: No, no, I... I- I know, cuz I know that feeling cuz I've done I've done a weekend I did open or a feature for Bruce Bruce Sold. I've never done that many seven sold out shows over the course of like 3 or 4 days mm. and the feeling when you get off that stage you're just like that 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 is that is nice mm-hmm. that is I can do that and then you keep doing it but I think that's what's so nice about stand up at least for me, to the point where I'm at right now, I'm not saying I'm a fucking anything, but to the point where I'm at, where I do the Thursday through Sunday shows, it leaves you one, You're like, I couldn't do it every night. If I did it every night, it'd be a job, mm. and I'd be like, uh, let me go do this again. I are fi- you bored with your material? Absolutely. I can't handle that, man. I, and I know a
1: lot of the comics like, well, it's part of it, and it's like, cool. I can't. I'm not into this.
0: It's it it is but i use that to my own and and see some people do get satisfied with that's what they're said i have jokes that i've been doing for years mm-hmm. and and i hate them <laughs> it's, it's almost that i hate those jokes now but i always try and find more to add to it yeah. cuz when, it, when I, ha- I have that joke and when I, when something comes to me on stage I think that's part of it is that you do it so much that it's not even a thing anymore and then you just start kind of freestyling with it. That, that At least that's how I am with it is that I just get so comfortable with it and I know it's going to work because it's worked two years now hmm. where I can just, and then I'll just kind of just go off. The, I'm, I know it works and I can go off the rails right, long enough. Right. To, right. And be confident enough that I know what joke comes after this, because I've done it for so long, that I know I can bail myself out. Get back. back there. Yeah, I give myself creative, and that's how I play with it now. Is Okay, I'm tired of this joke, what can I do this time that will make it better? Or get, change it so the next, when I tell it the next show, there's a little more something to it.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what I was talking about as far as, like, I've definitely not put the hours of the craft in, and, like, I've put my my hours of craft in several other areas, and, like, the way you're talking is, like, yeah, I mean, that's, I think, a true craftsman, like, someone who's devoting to stand up and, at the point that you have is, like that's what you're doing like you're looking at every nook and cranny you're not going to let anything go I'm just like too ADD like I want to be a participant in the high like Mm -hmm. I get a high when I think of a good when I would write jokes that I thought were funny that would make me laugh and then I'd tell them and then people would laugh like I'd get a high off of it but then I started I had a bit like I, I started the first thing I wrote was I wrote a bit about like uh my baby being born and I don't even know if I can remember any of it but it was like really special to me and I thought it was funny and uh so I had that bit like from the beginning and like by the end of it I hated it and the fact that I knew people were gonna laugh made me hate it even more (laughs) because it was like skydiving when you were like it was like a tandem skydive Mm -hmm. like telling jokes that you don't know if they're gonna land it's like jumping out of an airplane like hoping your chute's gonna open but or maybe it's like telling the joke for me that I knew it was gonna land was like jumping out of the plane but it hadn't taken off you know it's just like safe I'm gonna jump right out I don't need to worry about my parachute. I'm just going to hit the ground. And that is not a dig on stand-up. That's, like, me being honest. Like, I just so want to be a participant in, like, the high of, like, the unexpected. I just can't do anything for too long. I mean, you look at, like, what I've done in my career. It's, like, I've shot music videos that have been on TV. I've shot photos for rock and roll magazines around the world. I've done... uh, you know, I've done... Uh, I own a production company for a little while. I've done, obviously, stand-up. I've done a TED Talk. I've shot a film recently. the The short. It's like I can't do anything for that long, you yeah. know?
0: And see, that's usually me. But for some reason, I can stick with stand-up. To me, getting better at stand-up, like, I love it because I do have that instant... That instant gratification where I can sit there and I get that. Like, that joke might be old, but if I throw something in... And that works get just off the top of my head. Oh, that yeah. is like, oh, that's, yeah. that's, that, oh, and I'm like, ee! Like yeah. inside, I'm like, okay, now I hope the guy can remember that. Or I record it. I'm like, what was, it? what did I say? That was hilarious. What Do was you that? still get nerves? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is that not cool to talk
0: about? No, absolutely. I, I, I tell people, I, people are like, oh, you don't, you don't, like, you don't even look nervous or you don't mm-hmm. seem, nervous. oh, no, like, it depends on the show. Sure. Some shows... Um, uh, I do get nervous. Where does that, where,
1: like, what is the fuel for the nerves? Like, what are the, what's the, what are the, what's the bullshit in your head? What are you telling yourself? Because those nerves, for me, nerves come out of thoughts.
0: To me, my, mine comes from, I'm going to forget Ugh. my set. <laughs>
1: That's the worst. I'm have s- you ever forgot? I have. There you go. I
0: have. And that just validated it. So now every time I get on stage, <laughs> I'm like, and and you'll see me. I, I, I've i done these jokes I've done so many of these jokes so many times, night, night after night after night, mm-hmm. but y- you'll see me. I'm doing a 10-minute guest spot, <laughs> unpaid, just somewhere. Nobody's in the audience, but I will be on the side of the stage just- Checking just out Just r- writing notes on my hand. Just <laughs> I've
1: seen it. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen you do it. I'm,
0: yeah. I'm just sitting here just- <laughs> I got note cards, all this shit- and, and I'm just so... Never again. Yeah. Never, never again. Not, I've told the same joke. Uh, the My worst one was a Halloween show. And it was like last year? Last year? Uh, like probably four years, three or four years ago. Oh, wow. You've been doing it. And it was a Halloween show. And first of all, people that show up to a comedy club on, on Halloween are just <laughs> assholes already because nobody invited them to a fucking party. <laughs> so they had to fucking come to a comedy club. And I... And I took it. I took it for granted. I took it for granted that this was gonna be an easy. There's hardly anybody there. They're looking for a good time. You know, whatever the fuck. And I ate the hottest bag of <laughs> shit. You did. To the point where I was stumbling over. I was sweating. I've told jokes that I've Wrong. had for years at this. Like two or three years. I my best jokes. I'm fumbling over them and shit. And I I just.
1: Yeah, I saw a Dave Chappelle interview I think it was with uh, Lipton the uh, actor studio thing and uh, Dave talks about how he and this was before he left so this was over a decade ago and he said that he did a show at the Apollo and he was like terrified and he got booed off the stage and it was the worst bomb he ever did it was like the worst thing in the world and uh, he like left it going Oh, that
0: ain't that bad,
1: you know. And but, and I'm like, I don't know what that feels like, cause I bombed a couple times. It was the worst thing in the world. Oh
0: God, I'm just like God. I, I did that in front of people. Like oh, it's so it's the most embarrassing thing. But but the challenge instead that then it keeps me going back to stand up comedy is is that I I feel myself getting better. Hmm. And I and just tagging jokes, just every little like if there's a little hole for a. A joke where I Another pause Where I'm not getting laughs And I can plug another laugh in there Satisfying I'm I'm in And that's why I'm having trouble I would really like to come out with an album Like a comedy CD Whatever the You know Something But I know I would listen to it And be like (sighs) nope there's a pot like oh or I'll do that joke a month from now and I'll think of a funnier tag or something and I'll be like oh god I wish that was on the album and it will drive I will just go crazy yeah perfectionism yeah Uh, I want it to be killer and I just don't think my jokes will ever be to the point where I'm completely satisfied with them where I can put them on the CD
1: I think one of the things about stand up that's like valuable is the invitation to like fully own who you are yeah, And be like, like the thing that when, like I had to psych out, I'd psych myself up before any kind of show that had any sense of value, you know? And it was like, I'd always tell myself, you've done the best you can. This is this is as funny as you're going to get today. You can't get funnier <laughs> than you are. You can be funnier tomorrow for tomorrow. Yeah, But you've gotten it as fun as you can. You're as funny as you're ever going to be today. And commit to your bit. And just go be you and have fun and just own that, like, you, you're you a person. Like, you have, like... It's, like, this crazy paradox, right? Like, earlier we are talking about dichotomies, which are, like, false, right? But, like, the paradox of, like, all the kids getting trophies on the soccer team. Like, that used to piss me off so bad. Oh, yeah. It's like, dude, no, you need to earn that. But it's like, no, there's, like, there's a paradoxical... Like, to put yourself out there and to risk being you and to say, I have a voice. Like, I deserve to be heard. Like, I have something valuable to say. Like, everyone does get a trophy. But then there's the other side of the paradox, which is like, but also just because you are a valuable human being and you deserve to have a voice, like, you might not should be doing stand-up comedy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, everybody on the team should get a trophy for participating, but, right. you know, only the people that don't suck. Like, should be getting paid. Right. And so, like, that was my approach with stand-up was, like, I'm going to own this. Like, I deserve... Not deserve. That's, like, an entitled kind of thing. It's, like, I have... Like, I am worthy. That's what it was. Like, I am worthy to be up here. I'm worthy to be heard. And it's, like, a whole different paradigm than, like, achieving and earning and being funny enough. Like, it's this idea of, like, this very sacred, like, just human. Like, we're... It's, I'm enough. I I deserve... I'm, I'm enough. I'm acceptable. I'm not... You know, it's okay. I deserve... I, I, I'm, I'm worthy of a chance to speak and be heard. And, and also, if I keep bombing, I should stop doing this. Like, it's just a great yeah. balance.
0: And then, well, that's weird, too, because some people don't get that feeling.
1: Like, the, the bomb? The bomb part. The people that are bombing don't get that, like,
0: that
1: <laughs> you only get one trophy for participating. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, and... and uh, that's, like,
1: a great tension, though, that I've seen. Like, it's, oh, like, that, sure. that's yeah. what brings out the shitty, shitty person in me. Like, one of my yeah. greatest character flaws is, like, I really think I'm better than everybody mm-hmm. at everything. Like, I, f- I feel, like, superior. Like, and I'm not, like, this is, I'm, I'm like, embarrassed. Like, I have to get this out so I can be super yeah. real and we can really dive in. Like, I, I like, it have a really... I'm really judgmental, and I'm really critical, and I'm, like... But I, like, also know that that's not, like, true. Like, that's not, like, my true self. It's, like, my false self that, mm-hmm. like, thinks, like, for me to be better, others have to be not better. Mark. Like, in order for me to elevate myself, I have to de-elevate others. It's like, you know, the Crusades. Like, let's advance this thing by killing... Let's increase our numbers by killing all the others. Let's just make this a math equation of subtraction, <laughs> right? And that's not... But, that like, I'm, like, daring to believe, like, that's not really how that's not true like that's not like truth but it's like those are like the little things that like that's when I catch myself like my inner asshole because it's so easy like with my art and like I have like a community and a following of people that know me as like an artist not just like the small few people that know me as a stand-up and like I you know create this like persona and this reputation that I'm like accepting and progressive thinking and you know all this stuff and then I like start to hide behind that as being inclusive and I like create these double layers of like how great I am you know it's like I'm so fucking humble uh, you know (laughs) 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 you know what I mean and (laughs) and it's like and then it just kind of boils down and then it what I'm saying is like I see like the people that are bombing every week and I'm like give up you know oh yeah and then I'm like I'll tell them I'll tell them
0: And then I'm like, wait,
1: but what about the trophies for everybody, you know? And right. it's like the paradox is I want it to be one or the other. Right. It's like I want to give people a chance to be enough and acceptable until, like, I get bored of it. No, and, and, Which is and shitty.
0: I feel – I, I see these guys – I see people at open mics or – I mean, it applies to any anything, really. But for me, open mics, five nights a week, I see the same guys, and they'll eat shit. And I feel bad because they're humans, and mm-hmm. this is something they really wanted to do, mm-hmm. and they're passionate about it. And they think they care about it a lot, but there's a there's a talent sort of aspect to it also, and that doesn't yeah. mean that they'll never get to that point, because it took me a while. Right. I'm still finding my voice right. in, in my own stand up. That's your process. And uh, and some people it takes shorter. I mean Matthew Brissard's killing it out there, he's doing really well, and then some people it takes even longer, you know. And that's hard for me. Cause sometimes I'll I'll sit there and I, I'm, a, I'm the biggest face. I'm a Facebook bully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like your Facebook stuff. Yeah. I get, I, I'll, I'll post mm-hmm. ridiculous
1: stuff. I saw the one you did in stage times. Well, something about, I, I can guess this person in two guesses. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> Somebody was like, somebody was giving advice at a workshop about like, just, it's all about body language. And you're like, two guesses. I know it is. Yeah. I'm like, I've, and that's the part of me is like, yes. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, right. like to put them in their plate. And it's like. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be that guy. Right, and but I, I am. That's the bullshit filter see, I'm telling you about. I, you are the guy. At least you have the balls to <laughs> say it. Yeah. I like. I feel exactly how you feel, and then I make myself feel better about myself by yeah. like not saying it, and then right. like telling you like you're shitty. Oh, and that's right. like really crappy. Everyone right. should get a trophy. Oh,
0: and of course I'll do it on Facebook, but I won't say it to somebody's. <laughs> right. I won't say it to somebody's face. Right. But no, and and I do feel sometimes I'll I'll, I'll send that stuff out and be like oh, man, I feel like, I feel kind of bad about that. But at the same time, it's like, no, you know what? And, I'll, and I'll get people from both sides like, man, I'm glad you said something to them because I really wanted to. And then somebody will be like, man, that's was kind of fucked up what you said. And I'll be like, yeah. And then I
1: struggle. I'm like, was that right or was it? Well, I think that's the tension again. Like, that's the invitation, right, for you to like right. decide, like, what do you really believe? Because it's like, you have to own, okay, you don't have to do anything. I have to own that I'm an asshole, to get past being an asshole. Like, if you try not to be an asshole, you can't try, and this is where I'm at in my life. Like, don't, it's like, what is it, Yoda? Like, don't try, just be, or just yeah, do. don't do, just be. I've never understood what that meant, but now I kind of get it. It's like, if you're trying not to be an asshole, you're gonna be an even bigger asshole. Like, you have to just be, and so like, part of being who you are, for me, is like, I'm in a place right now where I'm acutely aware that I am an asshole. I'm a judgmental, critical asshole. And by acknowledging that, and seeing it, and being open to it now, in every aspect of my life, I'm actually able to not be an asshole but not because I'm trying because I'm, like, able to, like, be it. You know what I mean? So the idea of, like, fighting it, like, it's, it's futile. There's no point in fighting being an asshole because then it turns into, it starts leaking out, like, on Facebook, like you said, and then yeah. it turns out, like, you having, like, a moment. Yeah. A YouTube moment at a club yeah. that doesn't get forgotten. Right.
0: Well and and that's and that's the fucked up thing. Is maybe it's not even maybe I'm not in a bat maybe something shitty happened at work and I'm like, you know what? Fuck these guys. I'm gonna lose my shit today. Yeah. And hey, somebody posted this and I'm gonna go crazy. And uh and that's shitty.
1: And you immediately feel regretful. And that's the addition by subtraction. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna climb a rung in the Houston comedy scene by Killing a few people at the bottom, you know what I mean? I'm just just going to
0: unnecessarily cut, just cutting
1: throats, just, uh, there you go. And it's so ugly to see that. Like, I see see it in other people, you know? I see, like, and it's not, man, it ain't the Houston comedy scene. Like, it's special. It's human nature. Oh, yeah, for sure. But you see, like, the cutting, biting nature of stepping on people, and it's like, I look at that, and I'm like, that's so shitty, and I get arrogant, and I'm like, you know, when I was directing music videos for, like... For television, I didn't have time to talk shit about other right. music video directors. But what's the truth? I felt every bit of it. I talked shit about all those directors <laughs> to my friends. I just didn't, you know what I mean? It's right. like, and I guess that's just, that's just it for me. Is like, you know, there's like an old saying, like, the stuff that bothers you about other people is the stuff, is like your, is the thing, are the things that are like character flaws in you. For sure.
0: And, so is that where competition, where does competition lie in this? I think that's a good question. I think for me,
1: competition lies in like the paradox. I think competition and craft are kind of on the same side. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, we all get a trophy. Like there's a part of me like at at open mics where I'm like, man, good for you people. Uh, Here's a good example. When I work out every, I don't know, once every six months, I'm at the gym and I see fat people at the gym and I was like, what is your fat ass doing here? Right.
0: But you know they're the I mean? ones who need it more than this uh, Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit.
1: I almost want to go up to fat people. I don't know if they'd be offended, but I like, want to go up to fat people and be like, I'm like really inspired by you. Like, yeah. good for you. Right. It's the same thing. It's like you go to an open mic and, you know, I'm projecting my own experience. But, like, I go to an open mic and I'm just like, there's this tension of, like, competition or whatever. And that's normal. But part of me wants to be like, hey, everybody, wait to carpe diem. Like seriously, guys. Like, let's all just can we all just stop right now and clap for ourselves. Yeah. Every single one of us. We're not at home playing video games. We're not like right. you know, full blown acting out into some addiction or whatever. Which is, you know, it's like, it, and that that I don't even know what that means. Like, I just mean no, like out, doing something productive right. is what you're I meant. Out
0: being social with human face to face. You're
1: taking risks.
0: Beings. Yeah.
1: You know, and it's like let's all just take a moment and just clap, right? And then there's like the moment of like. Okay. But the other side of the paradox is like craft. Like I have, like as an artist, right. And I have like a skill set of like movie making. I get people, you know, that tell me, you know, like people come at me, Hey, we should like make a movie. I have an idea for a sure. short, And I'm like, the honest truth. I'm like, you know, uh, I, I'm not interested because mm-hmm. like I'm at a certain level of craft right. and I don't want to like teach mm-hmm. and I don't want to like throw you a bone. Right. person you know it's like I want to make awesome shit with other people that make awesome shit and I want to like find a relationship I want to find people that like mesh with me and work
0: like, with instead of it's like
1: Jeremy Barber like I don't know like dude uh, I freaking love Jeremy like yeah. uh, he I became we became friends through me doing like some of the beta stuff you know beta stands for like the whole concept behind beta is like you know beta testing mm-hmm. it's like let's see if this works that's his whole thing and I didn't get—I didn't know that till after we became friends. But it was like his whole reason for calling it beta, and he still holds true to this: is uh, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Like that's awesome. That's a moment where everybody stopping and clapping and being like, this guy is like creating. He's generating for our scene. Right. Like he's creating a, an opportunity for us to learn, and he gets. He curates really talented people like he had Wesley teach and he had like Andy come in and do a thing right. and he's he's like curating and, and, and like creating and he's generative you know and it's like he's got you know I don't know 10 15 years experience like he was an actor mm-hmm. in LA and he has a great story about oh, I actually I shouldn't tell it uh, he's, you, <laughs> should, uh, you should you uh, should he's next dude you need to get Jeremy yeah, I in love here to
0: have Jeremy
1: on, you sure. need to make the happen I'll let him tell the story about the jag. I think it was a jaguar. Uh commercial. It's a real it's
0: worth
1: correct. coming yeah. here. I just realized I've it's like one thing to be vulnerable and like out yourself, like come out of the closet, but it's like another thing like out other people. Right, you know? right, yeah. It's one of these <laughs> I'm gay, but to be like, he's gay. Yeah. Tell his parents, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, where were we? Uh competition, yeah. I guess we can get back to that. Uh or no, yeah, so with Jeremy, it's like I love working with Jeremy. Like we've, we've done like some creative stuff together and it's like, dude, he's so freaking talented. And like, we've directed, like we've worked on stuff and like, we like finish each other's sentences Mm -hmm. and it's just like, uh, that's who I want to work with. Like, that's what I want to, that's like the craft, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't want to like, it's like this, again, a paradox. Like, I don't want to have to bring people along with me. I want to celebrate. It's kind of like, Hey, you up and coming filmmaker. Like... You need to eat shit on a few projects, oh, you know. Sure, yeah. And the truth is, I'm still eating shit too. You know, like I, I just did the first short film that I ever did. I did a student short film. It was I was never in film school, but I did like the equivalent of like. Uh, I started doing wedding videos when I started in like two thousand three, and then I got into like using all the gear, and I made this crazy. I made this abstract short film that was just so. And there's great money
0: in the wedding shit.
1: Yes, there is. That's great money. I did twenty five weddings my first fifty two <laughs> weeks in business. I had That's a wedding awesome. every other weekend my first year. Yeah, it's a different time then. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so I did my. I just did like my first short film, like legitimate short film, uh, in last October, like five six months ago. Yeah, and uh, I combined like the stand up chops, like you know joke writing, with like my filmmaking ability, and I like put like one hundred and ten percent into this, and I bunch of great
0: people. Yeah. From the
1: scene that I cast into it.
0: Andy was on two weeks ago. Andy Huggins and uh, Wesling was on. If anybody listened to the Whiskey Brothers podcast I yep. used to be on. Kristen so they Lindner. were in it.
1: They were in it. Yeah. Kristen Lindner. Yes, She's she hilarious. was in it. Bob Biggerstaff. Did you say Bob? Bigger
0: staff. Biggerstaff. I'm yeah. like
1: counting. I'm like remembering who was yeah. sitting at the table. And then yeah, I'm going around the Dale table. Cheeseman.
0: Dale Cheeseman. Very funny.
1: Uh, and then Robert Price. Improv. Robert Price. Very improv good. Yeah. Amy Burkhead. Amy Burkhead for sure. Uh, Modesto Harmio was also my best friend. He played mean. Esteban. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He was a wild card. No one knew him, and yeah. he had everyone cracking up on yeah. set. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, he was really funny in it. Um, work my right, and Sam Damaris.
0: Oh, Sam, yeah, also from the Whiskey Brothers podcast.
1: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm gonna feel so terrible if I forgot anybody from that shoot. I think that's everyone. I'm going Not, around the table, I think nine are good. fact. I know there's nine. There was eight people at the table, and then Cheeseman has like his little cameo at the end. So yeah. I had I had nine fingers there. uh Anyway, so yeah, I shot this thing, and it's like, I already hate it, you know? Like, I hate <laughs> You've it. You've
0: seen it so I've much?
1: seen it a million times, and I look at it, talk about the jokes, I'm just like, is that even funny? And it all came from stand-up bits that I did on stage right. that, like, did really well in small stand-up, and it's stuff that I think's funny, and it means something to me, and and I put, like, a ton of effort, and we, I mean, it was crazy, because I, in October, I, I had everybody come in, and it was like, I wrote the parts for the people, so there was no mm-hmm. casting, and mm-hmm. I just... I, like, totally Hollywood power brokered the deal. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, secrets are out now. Like, I was like, dude, I think if I can get Andy on this project, right. everyone will do it. Yeah. So I asked Andy first, yeah. you know, and he was like, this is great. Yeah. And I was like, do you think? And I was, like, kind of thinking about rewriting. He goes, I think you should leave it just like it is, you know. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then, like, I asked Wesleyan because I knew him. And, and then I just kind of trickled out and I got right. everybody to come in. Yeah. And uh, we got together for the first, you know, re- table read. And I'm thinking, we need like three weeks of auditions because this is like an intense, like eight people with dialogue, shooting, like multi. That's a lot. lot of work. A lot of, and also like the pace. Oh, for sure. And uh, so at the end of the first three hour, two, three hour rehearsal, I'm like, all right, so I'm thinking like in three weeks, and Sam's like, I'm leaving in 10 days for three months. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, no way. And so we put everyone's schedule together and we're like, okay, we can do rehearsal one, then two. Dress rehearsal three and then we shoot day four and it was from that rehearsal to shooting it was ten days. No, eight days. Shit. Yeah, dude. And so I look at that, talk about the trophies for everybody, and I'm like, right. the fact that I had acquired footage Right. Eight yeah. days from the yeah. that, victory. Oh, for sure. yeah. Victory. But uh and the thing for me was like I wrote this thing and I was like, it's the same thing. Like, I think it's funny, you know, but I'd never done it before.
0: Right.
1: You know, so there's like this part of me that's like, Man, I don't even know. Like, is this funny? And then you've got these heavy hitters in the room that have like so much experience you know and i told everybody like listen i know if we did a group table right this would be way funnier yeah. but i want a piece that like i can show people right. and be like this is and see this that, that
0: funny as i can be that would be intense that's even intimidating for me now i do these like little short bullshit and see i have to make them so short and the turnaround so quickly or else i will doubt them into, and not put them out. into oblivion right and yeah,
1: and, and it, well it was crazy that the people that, that came on board, like everybody was like, Okay, we're in. And I, I'm ass- I even said in the first meeting, I was like, I'm assuming the fact that you're here having read the script that you don't think this is a huge turd, right? you know, or you're just desperate for some screen it's time, screen which is time. fine yeah. too. That's, <laughs>
0: wait, wait, as long as you're maybe here. Maybe
1: you've actually. seen my cinematography reel and you're like, it's going to be a steaming turd, but it's going to be gonna a beautiful yeah. steaming turd. <laughs> it's
0: going to be the best looking turd.
1: Yeah. And it was crazy too, because like I didn't really take notes on anyone. It was funny. It's like crazy because I'm like sitting there giving direction and like Andy ad this thing that's, you know, funny. And I'm like, nah, nah, do it the other way. And Andy looks at me kind of like, are you... <laughs>
0: are you kidding are you Telling? the only way he could
1: do no, like sure, humble yeah. but just kind of like yeah and I'm just like you know I have like a mild panic attack I'm like I just told Andy that I didn't think that was funny I can never which no one's him. ever done because yeah, no one's t- ever told Andy he's not funny at because <laughs> right. he's and, so great
0: yeah
1: you know and uh
0: that would be so tough I I, I have a hard enough time I'll write something and I'll be like hey do you think this is a funny idea and if somebody's like yeah I'm like well, I uh, just give up. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna not go to work tomorrow.
1: <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. And I even it's focus tough. grouped it. after it was done. I mean, I shot in October. I had a, it took me two months to get it done, which is a ama- like, dude. I've never. I'm used to doing music videos. You like shoot it and everyone's playing sync to a track. There's no audio right. issues. Doing all that audio, we had to do ADR, which is additional dialogue recordings. So I had to bring in half the crew to catch a few lines that we missed from right. like artifacts and stuff like that, and like by the time it gets done you know I put it out there and then I like focus group it you know I show all the crew and or the cast you know like half the cast reply like great job and like half don't say anything I'm yeah, like, you're like great so I have people <laughs> within the camp that <laughs> they it, think, think, think it's <laughs> a turn. you know they were like it wasn't beautiful it wasn't as beautiful of a turn as we thought you right, know yeah. but um, I think everybody was like a really good sport and gave a lot of time but uh, you know and then it's like I just look back at it and I'm like no I am I mean I am proud of it but then it's like and then I see the craft of it and I see like what Key and Peele do I'm just like doing stand-ups hard enough like the craft like you said like people spend years crafting jokes how do you craft jokes for years like how do you craft a sketch you don't write a sketch for years it's this idea and then there's the lost in translation for me the thing that really hit me is I made a conscious decision to shoot it like a feature film I pulled out all the stops it's like I'm gonna shoot this
0: she it looks like great. It. I've have seen it and it looks fantastic. It's, Thank you. It's great. And it's weighty, right? I'm it's... so je- yeah, I'm so jealous of the way it looks. It's like I I'll, I'll never shoot anything that looks like that. If you <laughs> I will never shoot anything Thank else. you thank yeah. you I, well, I, you want to see my, see that big ass yellow thing that's what I use for light. that's your
1: lighting that's, that's, that's your I'm, home <laughs> he's pointing to Home Depot halogen work lights yes for uh, they
0: get hot as fuck yes
1: yeah, so you either use them to work on your car or have a, a, a improv and a prom, impromptu like roadblock
0: yeah uh, exactly. to do
1: drug searches exactly <laughs> is what that is that
0: is my lighting rig
1: yeah, and it's, I mean, for me, it's, like, it's so weighty. Like, you could mute it and watch it, and you'd think you're watching, like, a scene from, like, a drama. For sure. It's, like, really heavy. But it's funny, because then you put that heaviness right. with the simplicity, like, yes. the silliness of the sketch. Right. And, like, I'm starting to think, man, this is really a sketch. This isn't a short film, but I shot, like, a short film. Right. So people are watching it thinking, this is really important. And then it's, like, really stupid. Stupid is a very broad... Mm-hmm. it's it's funny it's silly it's absurd it's right. dark comedy it's absurd it's
0: like when somebody in audience, somebody tells a clever joke on stage and they're like oh that's stupid right right but you're like that's actually pretty actually, clever that's, yeah. a, that's a weird way to say clever
1: right right <laughs>
0: yeah and that's how i feel so and it's like i
1: and that the whole reason i guess i brought this up was the idea of like you know younger filmmakers telling me like oh i want to work with you i'm like well you need to eat shit a few times because i don't need i don't want to like I'll do a workshop if somebody wants to hold a workshop. I love teaching people, but yeah. like I when I'm making art, I want to make art with people that are like badass and yeah. you know can bring that level of badassery to the table and so it's interesting too, but like my whole point is like it's all relative because I just took a huge risk, which I love risk. That's a whole different topic. We can put a pin in that. But I took a huge risk, and I shot this thing the way that I did, and I didn't have any backups on casting, and we didn't, couldn't afford for anyone to get sick. And Amy got sick halfway through, and I was like, dude, this is over. And She's like, calling me sick, and she's like,
0: I'm not going to bail on you. <laughs> that's, you know? that's really it's like, tough thank God. Based on those comedians, I mean, just comedians are just busy all the time. So the fact that you've got all of those people in a room,
1: or any one of them at any time could have been like, you know what, this is not what I thought it was, yeah, right. and then we're all done. Yeah. Which I think, in some ways, may I don't know, maybe held it together. Yeah. If anyone did have doubts, I think you know, and that's my insecurity it, being yeah, like, no. well, I don't know. I think they all hated me. Yeah,
0: yeah, and comics will do that. Yeah, you know, they'll be like, what do you think about it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, let's bail. Yeah. I mean, it's it's comics are very if well, and that's feels that way. It'll.
1: But it's like fair enough, right? Because that's what I'm talking about. Like people, are like, well, you know, this guy might be an established director, but it's not very funny. Yeah. But again, I'm projecting because I mean, in the end, like I said, most of the cast got back and thought it was funny. And right. It's a pro- it's a creative it's a process, and that's the thing. Like, so now I've done it, and it's funny. Like, and I don't want to ruin it for people that'll you know inevitably watch this once it gets off the festival circuit. Like, I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. It was fun, and it's funny, and I and then I focus grouped it right, and I did. I can't release it right now because it's in. Uh, it's like in uh, what do you call it it's being uh, considered for like 20 film festivals and uh, so I can only show it as part of a focus group right mm-hmm. so you have to have a password or whatever And but I, so I've had like I've showed like 100 people and like the overwhelming response is like dude that's really funny I didn't see that coming it's really good you know yeah. like if I had to average out all the results it's like it's passing it's getting a good really good grade
0: yeah I th- like when I watch it I feel like it's a scene cut out of a movie feature like, yeah a feature film but this right. is like a part of it and that's kind of it's
1: funny like i'm really proud of myself but like i said when i look back i'm proud of everyone that was a part of it like we had volunteers on the crew like we put i put like all when it was all said and done i put like i don't know like 2500 into it and uh it was a ten thousand dollar film i mean i had my mentor sponsor the lighting who owns a lighting shop in town and then was three four four five thousand dollars worth of yeah. gear he just gave he goes i want you to get back into directing yeah. like do it you know it's like well, how do you say no to that and
0: lighting is so the key. most so key. yeah and yeah. i i love lighting that's that's
1: I, like my passion
0: i i love i'm so bad at it and i don't have the money i mean like, to get a good rig it costs mm-hmm. So you know to really not i i have no formal training at all it's like Here's light. I need more light. So here's lights. And then Well, that's the power of collaborating with people though, you know? Yeah. That's like, that's like the whole point. And it's funny
1: too, because that so now once this is all done, it it's like. I don't ever want to do anything like that again. <laughs> I learned so much from it, and that's really, I think, where it's taken me now is like, my TED Talk is so me. Like that's what I yeah, want to do. Sure. Imagine a short film with that being like the for essence. Sure. And I realized that actually, uh, I think I'm more of a drama guy and that's really like where I want to move into. Like, I think I'm funny enough to where if I'm being like, I read uh, Robert McKee said something about, you know, that is, he wrote the book called story. He's like a screenwriting guru. You should read it. And all your listeners, everyone should read it. It's called story. It's incredible. Even if you're not a storyteller, it's principles of storytelling. Unbelievable. Um, and he talked about profundity, the bit like profoundness, uh, Is the punchline of drama, and it's like okay, yeah. Like I'm into that. Like I like this conversation. Like is like it. Like I want to talk about shit that I care about and that's like means something to me. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell those kind of stories that are seasoned and salt and peppered with comedy to keep the vulnerability. Exactly. Yeah. No. So like that's like you know the journey. And I had fun, and it's cool too because actually I didn't get into South by Southwest, but I got into Crossroads. So I've submitted to ten. No, fifteen or twenty festivals. I'm about to submit to ten more, because um, I'm just doing it as the money comes available. I've spent like th- over a thousand dollars submitting to film festivals. I hate that. Shit. Which is crazy oh, I because I don't being in the headspace of not knowing how I feel about it every other right, day.
0: Right, but you're. you're I'm so putting, money in it. putting money in it. What? In that, yeah.
1: But it's cool because so I've only heard back from two festivals and I'm, so I'm batting five hundred. Yeah. And the and it's cool to see people respond to it. And I think this was the longest answer ever, but that's where I classify in, you asked about, like, competition. Mm -hmm. It's like... It's a perfect example. It's like, it's one thing to risk yourself and make a film and say, hey, I did the best I could with what I had, but then you add craft in, and like, well, I also am... uh, I'm an established director with credits and achievements and, like, a track record that says, like it or not, uh, this is what I'm known for. I am... empirically proven with statistical data <laughs> yeah. of human beings that have viewed my work <laughs> yeah. and bought art from yeah. bands and stuff that i worked with. Like, apparently I'm doing something right. You know, like... Uh, I don't know. I'm just, like, going off the rails. But isn't that isn't it? Isn't it
0: the weirdest thing? I've noticed that since I've started putting things on YouTube, I'm obsessed, and even my podcast, I'm obsessed with numbers. Numbers. I, I love seeing... And, I, and I, I talked about it briefly on the last one on, on the outro is that I don't think people understand how much each with each number of listens this goes up. I'm like, yeah.
1: Oh, dude, I'm on that with my <laughs> TED talk. Yeah, I'm that. like
0: forty three, four thousand three
1: hundred like seventy four, and like every day I'm like four thousand three hundred seventy five. Yeah, and
0: what's interesting? I write it down so I can remember. <laughs>
1: I do screenshots. So many, yeah. You write it down, you're an idiot. Yeah. I do screenshots. The screenshots. <laughs> there I am, the arrogant I'm Way Saturday. more advanced, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, and that's like a, that's an interesting thing too with like, yeah, man, like I, I'm, I get so obsessed with wanting more. Oh, for sure. And I'm like, I think that's like the enemy of presence. Like, I believe that per, like presence is the hardest thing in the world for me, but like being present, you know, like even like in this conversation, like it's, it's like doing stand up be presence like we talked about. But like yeah. even in like everyday conversation, like presence is like so important and like so hard. And like there's this thing about like is ever since I've did my TED talk, it's opened it up in new ways. Cause I've had music videos get hundreds of thousands of views. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but I mean that's okay, I know I did a good video but when I'm humble enough, I could say, it. you could probably shit the bed and do a crappy video and the band's name is going to get a certain amount of views no matter what. Right.
0: That's right? Yeah. So
1: the TED Talk was the first thing I've done with exposure that was like, I really believed in. Like, I've done a lot of stand-up sets that I couldn't care about. Like, a lot of dick jokes and telling people I was gay because I thought it was just funny. You know? <laughs> Not that that's good <laughs> or bad. you know, people
0: will be like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I,
1: talk about my, I do a set about like my wife and my kid and then thinking, you know, be being gay or whatever. And it's like, it was just like hack comedy. I'm trying to get my feet wet, just yeah, seeing like seeing, yeah. seeing what happens. Yeah, but like this TED talk was like, if I die tomorrow, like I hope that's my legacy because it's like, it's like 34 years of like cumulative experience, you know. And uh, but it's funny what I what I'm saying with like the presence thing is that I find myself wanting more people to see it to connect with more people, mm-hmm. while I've got people in my community wanting to connect with me, and I'm like, no, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy. <laughs> Yeah. Almost literally too busy looking at my computer screen <laughs> to see if I have more people that want to connect so, with me. I'm
0: sorry, I can't connect with you in person. I've got a
1: I have a computer screen that's telling me all these other humans. And so I have this like this new thing where it's kinda like, I don't think the internet's real. Like I'm starting to like get in the frame of mind of like being present is to understand that like I have everything and everyone I need in my life right here. And you know it's funny, I heard this guy, Shane Hips is like a, a thinker, yeah, he's, he, he talked about, he's like a theologian, and he talks about community in terms of like virtual community, right, and so like what we're talking about YouTube hits, this is virtual community, mm-hmm. and he said this brilliant thing that virtual community, that the problem with virtual community is just that, it's virtual, mm-hmm. it's almost, but not quite, right, you know, and so that's kind of where I'm at, it's like really interesting, like, Brene Brown did this, and you should look her up. Um, she did a TEDx talk, and it was about vulnerability. Mine was about inadequacy, and she did this talk on vulnerability. And the story is that right after she did it, she felt totally horrified that she was she was vulnerable in her talk. Mm-hmm. And she's a scientist, like an academic. And uh, the next day, she called the TEDx Houston people, and she was like, seriously, like contemplating it, wanting to break into their office and steal the footage yeah. and delete it. Yeah. Delete it. Yeah. And she went viral. She got 10 million views on that. And I'm like, you know what? That's what I'm not because I wanted to break into Ted the next day to edit the video for him right. to get it online. You know, Because I wanted the 10 million views. Right. And it's, it's crazy because I've had people reaching out to me that see my talk from all over the world, like wanting to connect with me. And then yeah. I'm like giving them time but not the people in my community. Mm-hmm. And it's weird too because I'm also – it's like it's so hard to connect with people. Virtually. It's so hard right. to do that.
0: Yeah, somebody will leave a comment on one of my things. I'm like, thanks for watching. You're like, well, what? A, yeah, yeah. what does that mean? Like, what does that...
1: Yeah, and I had, like, Tony Hale, uh, Buster Bluth from Arrested yeah, Development. Yeah, I
0: saw that too, yeah. Yeah,
1: do you f- he saw my TED Talk and, like, you know, and I'm like, yeah. I want to hang out with you, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to real hang out with you. And right. it's like, and then you start, and then, you know, you start playing those games of, like, Again, like the paradox of like competition and craft versus like just participation. It's like, well, I want everyone to matter and I want to connect with everyone, but I kind of want to connect with Tony Hale a little <laughs> yeah, bit more. Yeah. more,
0: a little really, bit, a lot yeah.
1: more, you yeah. know,
0: it's really, that's mainly where my connection pretty much all.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, that's part of me just like, you know, it's part of like that being honest. And so I'm trying to like, just kind of scale it back and, uh, just be present, present to like, what's you know, what's right here and what's right in front of me. And that's why I guess getting back to it stand up to me is like a conduit. It was like a it was a discipline for me to like get in touch, to learn to to learn presence and owning and participation on a whole new level. And I've learned it with the short film and the Ted Talk and with the stuff I'm working on now. It's like art that's to me the joy of being an artist. Like I don't make art to just make cool shit. Like my art connects me to myself and it's pretty incredible boom <laughs>
0: wrap it wrap it up <laughs> we got it yes yeah actually that's damn near perfect
1: yeah it is dude thanks for having me on yeah
0: thanks for for being on man that's yeah. awesome we'll this have to great. do another we didn't even hit half the. this sh- this always happens let right. part two yeah for sure and there you have it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Check out Taylor's website, www.taylorgame.com. Also, you can check out my website, easier said than done.com. Watch all my sketches and dumb stuff I put on the internet. Like, subscribe, add me on Twitter, blah, 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 blah. I'll see you again next week, guys. This is Easier Said Than Done. And until next time, I'm Owen Dunn. See you later.